Hello, and welcome to the Roman Run League Podcast. I'm your host, former NFL scout, Tyler Roman. In today's episode, we look at Taylor Heineke's playoff performance versus the Bucks and dive in to see if he really had the shot to overtake Ryan Fitzpatrick as a week one starter. He had a really nice OTA session in minicamp showing, so let's see if he can build on it in training camp. I also take a quick look at 2022 NFL quarterback draft prospect Malik Willis out of Liberty. He has tremendous arm strength and we a guy to watch next season. So with all that being said, here we go. Looking at Taylor Heineke, he came in for relief in week 16 game against the Carolina Panthers for Dwayne Haskins when Haskins was struggling. He was 12-19, 137 yards and a touchdown. The highlight of that game was the touchdown he threw to J.D. McKissick. Great, you know, off-rehearsal play. He was able to make a move in the pocket, escape the pocket, throw it downfield, throw J.D. McKissick open. Great to see that. Um, obviously, you know, maybe if Heineke plays that game from the start, Haskins, I mean, the Washington team clinches the division a week early and, you know, you know, the rest is history. They went to the playoffs anyways, but besides the point, but, you know, mainly focusing on that wild card game against Tampa Buccaneers, you know, I haven't gone back and watched the film since the game. You know, I wanted to see it more. I really thought it was a little more, you know, cognizant of Tampa Bay not knowing, you know, Heineke, preparing for him, or not much to go off or prepare for, and even, you know, lost Devin White, who's one of the best linebackers in the NFL. He was out that game due to COVID, if I remember correctly, so... You know, I, I want to look back and see, you know, what I see, saw, you know, see what all this hype about as the OTAs and minicamp. Not saying that it's, you know, not true. Uh, a lot of people said that he's looking better than Fitz. But, um, you know, I just wanted to see, you know, if that game against Tampa Bay was a mirage or something that he can build off going forward. And he said over 300 yards, a touchdown, pass touchdown, and a rushing touchdown. I think everyone remembers that rushing touchdown. It was very, very memorable, hell of a play. Definitely, you know, kept the team in the game. Um, that's also how, where he got hurt, and that's obviously you know something of the factor in Taylor Heineke's prospects for the future as well. Um, his interception was a tip pass. You know he had his ball, he had the ball uh, top, tipped to the line of scrimmage a few times. That's you know it's going to come with his height. Um, so that one, you know, I, I don't put all on him. You know to an extent it does, but obviously uh, it wasn't like a you know poor read in that situation for the interception. And overall, he had great pocket awareness and mobility. He's a very strong base, no happy feet, um, good rhythm thrower, one, two, three, stop, uh, drop back, balls out, you know, five-step drops, balls out. Um, great to see a guy that doesn't have the greatest arm strength. You want to see him have those mechanics and the wherewithal and the awareness um, at that quarter position when you're at that size. Uh, he only escapes the pocket when necessary. He doesn't, you know, leave the pocket if there's not a rush coming or a reason for him to leave the pocket, which is good to see a lot of quarterbacks, at least that are mobile, you know, are very quick to leave the pocket and you know obviously you're not putting yourself to success if you have a good pocket go clean pocket it's the best way to throw a ball uh, it keeps your feet set and it, you know that's really you know set you up for success he's a feel for the rush and anticipates it very well um maneuver maneuverability was really really great to see um love the way he was able to anticipate you know guys coming free off their man and off the line so um that was something to build off of i love the way he goes through all of his aggressions He's a very fast processor of information. You can tell he's very intelligent. You know, that's evident of if he was studying engineering for uh, ODU when he got the call from Washington. Um, he, you know, you could tell that he goes through it very quickly. And that's obviously what you needed a guy, 
and a quarterback especially, but especially the guy of that size. And again, like I said, doesn't have the biggest arm strength, but we know when you're going with the ball, that gives you a key, a leg up on the defense. Um, he wants to push the ball downfield. That's refreshing going back for the last few quarterbacks, whether it be Alex Smith or um, even Haskins and uh, Cousins to an extent, obviously. So I love that he was looking, he looked down the field. He only checked it down when he absolutely had to, when he already was going through his reads, made the right play, you know, 90% of the time. And, you know, that's, you know, all you can ask for from a quarterback. And one of my favorite plays was the first and 10 late in the first quarter. You know, Tampa Bay is bringing the blitz. Heineke rolls to the right, keeps his eyes down the field. It hits Logan Thomas on the sideline for a big play. Puts position for Logan to catch the ball and turn up field. Gains another 10 yards after the catch. You know, when he scrambles, he does not throw, not to run the ball. You know, he scrambles, you know, like I said, to throw, excuse me, not run the ball, which is obviously another great call to have in a quarterback. You don't want him always, you know, to tuck it and run it every time they get a chance to. You want him to, you know, keep his eyes on the field, hit open receivers for big plays, and you know, that's what Heineke does on that play and something he does, you know, throughout the game. I'm going to have plays, you know, these plays, for example, up my Twitter account, NFL Scout 21, when this podcast comes out as well. Um, very elusive, evades the rush to escape the pocket. Um, in a plus territory to get a gain first down. This was another play in the first half. Um, this is the one where it was a free runner. He comes up, Heineke does a pump fake, gets him to jump, run past him, get to the front. It gets 15 yards. Um, again, that just shows great athleticism. He showed that at ODU as well. For people that are not familiar with it, he had I think he ran a 4.5 at his pro day. Um, definitely shows he has good speed. But again, that was just a great play, and you know might you know not look like a lot, you know at the time or even in the box score. But those are winning plays. You know, picking up sacks. Excuse me, picking up solid yards and not taking a sack. You know, or mis- or making a mistake, whether throwing it out of bounds, excuse me, throwing an interception, or having a fumble helps keep your team afloat and help keeps your team in the game. So that's obviously, and again, another you know, great quality from Heineke in that game. Also, like that he was willing to take a hit in the pocket and make a throw. You know, on a third and eight in the red zone, he takes a hit on an all-out blitz, but hits Steven Sims on a deep out for a first down. Great, beautiful timing throw, one, two, three step, drop the balls out. Another good instinctual play. Knows it's all-out blitz. He's got man covered. He's trusting Steven Sims to get open and make the play, and that's what Sims did. Um, like I said, it was one-on-one, great timing, perfect, perfectly thrown ball towards the sideline, only where Steven Simpson can get it. Uh, he can also fit the ball in tight windows. You know, late in the fourth quarter when the team was trailing, he was trying to keep Washington afloat in the game. He hit Cam Sims on the sl- in the slot down the seam. It was great ball placement to Cam's backside shoulder, take him away from the hit, take him away from the safety. Um, that's obviously great, you know, for keeping your guys healthy. And you know, able to come back to the health the next play. Uh, There's definitely a guy like Cam Sims, or someone's going to appreciate. You know, your quarterback puts you in that position to make a play. He was able to shield, him, shield himself. It was a good 20-yard gain to put you know Washington in plus territory. You know, the touchdown throw to Steven Sims is the only touchdown of the game. Third and ten um, at the 11. Tampa Bay's 11. Absolute dying on a corner route. Um, good process and information. Man coverage. Uh, there was a man in his face, but perfect ball placement. Uh, where only you know Steven Simpson get it. Um, just like I said, love the way one, two, three got the ball out, and it was absolute dime. You know, back pylon. Steven Simpson made a really nice catch there um, to make the play for Taylor. Uh, you know, you know, overall he's a really good group on the offense. You know, that was evident in that game, even coming in relief in Carolina. Excuse me, against Carolina in Week 16, and that's you know to be expected of a guy that's been in and out of Scott Turner's system. For you know the better part of the last you know four or five years, 
And that was, you know, that's why he had so much success in that game. I really think so. That was, you could tell Scott Turner tried to open up the playbook more to a guy that he trusts and, you know, has a you know, better understanding of what he's trying to accomplish as the offensive coordinator position. Um, so that's something, obviously, he's going to have a leg up on Fitzpatrick, you know, this whole summer in this, you know, OTAs, and that's probably why he looked better. He knew exactly what, you know, Scott Turner wants from him. He's averaged, you know, to good arm strength, uh, but his great timing and anticipation makes up for it. You know, when you don't have that, you know, Mahomes, Josh Allen type of rocket arm, you have to have timing and anticipation. You have to know where you're going with the ball, and you have to, you know, hit all your reads effectively. He's very decisive with his reads, and he knows where he wants to go with the ball. And he was, you know, very proper. He basically made every read from what I saw in that game. He, he was trying to push the ball to downfield, but not in a reckless way. I'm mean, hit he hit Cam Sims multiple times down the field on post corners, post routes. Hit Terry McLaurin a few times on you know deep in routes, deep over routes. So um, you know it's really you know really great to see. He's very intelligent, fantastic feel for the game, very instinctual, and that goes back back to his ability to feel pressure, make plays, elude the pressure, you know, ex- uh, escape and make plays, whether it be for a five or ten yard gain, get down and you know move on to the next play. But you, like I said, just based off the film, even watch the game copy, you know, back in January, you could just tell that he has a really nice feel for the game. Love the way he sends the plays. Uh, love this component of his game. Such an advantage. Um, you know, like the TD, for example, that I'm sure everyone remembers. Uh, the beautiful dive to the end zone when Chase Young was running down the sideline to congratulate him was a really nice moment for Washington in that game. And, you know, it just shows, you know, what you could have when you have a quarterback that can make plays with his legs. You know, obviously... Everyone wants a guy that has like a Lamar Jackson type legs, but you know, you just need someone that can at least pick up five or ten yards in a play and just keep you know the the ball moving on the drive, and that's what Heineke does consistently. And I I really like to see that you know so you know such an asset to have a mobile quarterback in today's game, and Heineke brings that element more than any other quarterback in this roster currently. I think it gives his guys chances to make plays, uh, especially with the ball placement. And trust, you know, like that Cam Sims play, very good ball placement. Uh, you could tell that he gives his players a chance to make a play. He trusts them to make a play, and receivers are going to love that. A guy they know that, you know, no matter what the route is, they have a shot to get the ball on any given play. Um, you know, so you know, the ultimate question is, was it the game of his life or something to build on? It was a hell of a game. I, I don't want to say it's a hell, of, you know, the game of his life. Now, maybe Tampa Bay plays him differently once they have you know, more film on him, and like I said, if a Devin White's there. But either way, Heineke did a great job. That was a good defense. There's no doubting that. They were the ones that you know, shut down Patrick Mahomes in the Super Bowl, and that's the Patrick Mahomes in that offense with Tyree Kill and Travis Kelsey, and the list goes on. So he did phenomenal. Um, he has, I think he has all the tool, tools to build on it. Um, there's a lot there that to like that he can translate to any other game he plays in. Like I said, the way he escapes the pocket, good anticipation, Good processor information, hits his reads, you know, consistently has good footwork. Um, one, two, three drops that balls out, and that's, you know, again, that's going to translate to every game, every rep he's going to have. So it doesn't surprise me why he played so well or in that game and why it's performed so well so far in OTAs and minicamp. You know, he's a gamer. He's an absolute gamer. You know, a little bit of a throwback, like a Jeff Garcia type, kind of that same mold, mobile, not the biggest guy. Um, He's going to do everything in his power to keep you in the game. You could tell that. And that was evident in that game where he was doing everything he could to keep him, keep Washington in that game competitive and had a chance to win all the way down to the end of the game. Uh, I like him a lot more after looking at closer at this film. Like, again, I could eat, you guys could probably tell from my observations so far that, you know, I definitely think he has a chance to be the starter for this team 
if it comes down to it, um, I think he, I think no one should be upset. I'm not upset or, you know, be down on themselves. They think we, the team has to go to a Taylor Heineke because if it's Patrick is struggling or hurt, I think it would be an absolute, you know, I don't think there's going to be a drop off. I guess what I'm saying. And obviously another part is the injuries. You know, he got injured in that game. That's kind of been his MO throughout his career. He's got hurt in the end is, you know, short since in the NFL so far. You love to see that he put on 15 pounds of muscle this offseason. So that's something that hopefully that will keep him healthy long term, or at least hold up on a 17-game schedule. So that's obviously something that, you know, he took to heart, and it was great to see that he put the effort in to get that done. So, I mean, can he be the starter in 2021? I think so. He could be. Um, can he be the guy long term in 2022 going forward? Also could be. I can't say no. You can't say for, uh, definitively. I think definitely you're going to need a lot more film on him. Again, this great game. This game was an absolute great start to see what you have in him. Um, I still believe Ryan Fitzpatrick is still the guy. You know, they paid him that money. He's played very well the last few years, especially for Miami last year. Um, and Fitz, you know, is a guy that just is going to make plays for you too. They, they kind of reminiscent of each other, but Heineke is a lot more mobile, and that's you know the big difference I see from them. They both, you can tell, they can get hot, and when they're hot, they're going to carry. They can carry your team. Fitz has had the moments when he fits tragic and he's put his teams in bad situations and set them up, you know, potentially lose the game. Haven't seen that from Heineke yet, um, but I can see just the way he kind of wings it out there. That could be a problem down the line for him as well. Um, but like I said, I think Fitz is the guy Ron Rivera's kind of alluded to as much. So I think this week said it's his job to have. Um, so I think, you know, Fitz should be the guy and Heineke should be you know right there next man up if it struggles or if he hurts and i think the team um will still be set up for success um with either one as a starting quarterback in 2021 next i just want to hit quickly on malik willis um i was watching a little bit of his film last week or so it's a very quick officer you know quick quick hitters i like to call him not a full you know film breakdown of what i've seen or whatever um but you know it's very early obviously in the process where the summer not even, you know, for the fall of the season before the 2022 NFL draft. But you know, either way, he's at Liberty right now. He's 6'1", 215. He actually started at Auburn as a pretty highly rated recruit, but ended up transferring to Liberty after not, you know, getting much playing time. Uh, he was 170 of 265 this past year for 2,260 yards passing, 20 touchdowns, 6 interceptions. The run game was great, 141 attempts, 944 yards, for good for a 6.7 average, 14 rushing touchdowns, so that's 34 total touchdowns. The biggest thing that sticks out to you is that he's an, he has an absolute cannon. It's just the ball zips, you know, darts off of his hand, jumps off of his hand, and it's very evident. And, you know, his quarterback coach, Quincy Avery, who's worked with a ton of quarterbacks, because he has the strongest arm he's ever worked with, and he's worked with Deshaun Watson, among others. So, you know, it might not be close to Mahomes. It might not be at Mahomes or uh, Josh Allen levels. But it's not far off if it's not already there. So that's something that teams are going to fall in love with. He had a throw over Virginia Tech this past year that was absolutely unreal. You know, fading away, dropped it perfectly 50 yards down the field. It was just, I don't even know how he did it. It was a perfectly done, you know, across, towards the front pylon of the end zone. Great throw. He's very accurate on the run from what I've seen. Um, and that's obviously great to see. A great touch on his deep ball. Um, lets his receivers run under it. Run under it excuse me, run under it. Uh, he's a great runner, runs behind his pads, avoids big hits, breaks tackles. He has a long sleep, long speed to make big plays. He kind of runs like Lamar Jackson, not as fast, though. Um, he's thicker. I think he's probably closer to a 4-5, four, high 4-4 four, four guy. 
Um, definitely bigger than, you know, like I said, thicker than Lamar, but, you know, really good runner in open space. Good pocket awareness, knows when to step up and avoid the rush. Definitely could use a little more reps there, but you could see the tools are there. Good throwing mechanics. Like I said, absolute flamethrower for an arm. Sometimes you could tell he needs to know when to take a little off of it. Um, because you can see he's almost trying to throw it 100 miles per hour every time, but, you know, in time he's going to realize you don't need to do that every time. He throws some different angles, kind of like a Mahomes. Um, arm angles is what I'm saying, you know, sidearms, stuff like that. Uh, which I think is, you know, good thing to have in today's game. Can't always going to have a great throwing lane to throw into. Throws an anticipation from what I've seen. That's really, you know, big in a quarterback, especially a young quarterback. Not perfect at it, but definitely you could see that he's had some throws where he was throwing some guys open. Needs to do a little more consistently, though. Uh, looks comfortable under center in the rollout game. Um, under Hugh Freeze, who's, you know, coming for Ole Miss. Um, it's a good offense, but you want to see him under center a little few, a little more to see him in the NFL. But he looked comfortable in it. He's throwing pretty well out of the rollouts, too. That's something that he could definitely exceed at in the NFL as well. You know, he's playing lesser competition, but is he's dominating it, you know, based off those stats. And that's what you need to see when you have a guy playing at a lower-level competition. You want to see him absolutely dominate. And that's, you know, what's going to translate over. Um, if he's, you know, having middling success against teams like that, then you're going to be like, I don't know if he's going to be able to you make it in the NFL. So it's good to see that he's doing that. Um, this year he plays Syracuse, the ACC opponent, and Ole Miss from the SEC. So there's two games to keep out an eye out for. Syracuse is you know, not as good over the last couple of years. Ole Miss is rebuilding as well. But you know, still SEC opponent, some of the best talent he's going to see. Needs some more refinement and experience with only one year of you know true film. But, you know, there's a lot to work with. He has some ball security issues, but definitely fixable. Had a couple fumbles, but, you know, again, he just has to... He's something he could definitely work on and correct. Um, loads of potential. Should be a first-round pick with another year like this. Um, if not a top 15 pick, I wouldn't be surprised if he has another year like this where he's the Zach Wilson of this draft. You know, Zach Wilson came out of nowhere from BYU to become the second overall pick. And I can see Malik Willis having a same meteoric rise if he plays like this again. And bottom line, I'm just really excited to watch him this year. I think he has a lot of room for development, a lot of room for growth, and the sky's the limit for him with his arm strength. And if he can just refine a few things, he can. I think he could definitely be a starting quarterback in the NFL. Well, with that, that will conclude this Roman Around the League episode. I think fans should be happy knowing that having Fitzpatrick or Heineke as your starter for 2021 gives you a shot to win, and that's something that wasn't always the case the last few years. With his defense and recording casts, they will be in a position to succeed. And maybe 2022, you look at a guy like Liberty's Malik Willis to be your next franchise guy. Who knows? I hope you enjoy this edition of the pod. You can follow me on Twitter at NFLScout21 and Instagram at RomanOnTheLeague underscore pod. Thanks for listening. Please rate and subscribe. This is your host, Tyler Roman, signing off. See you next time.